She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Breaking Cycles and Stepping into Courageous Freedom. And to talk about this topic, I'm so excited. We are speaking with Angie Mazel, and she is a speaker and author, and we are so excited to have you on. Can you give the audience about your background and how did you get to where you are today? I can't wait to get my hands on your book that you have coming out. So Angie, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, well, I'll start with I'm a mom of three and I my oldest is a senior in high school and I don't even know how this happened. So um, but um, way before I had kids, I was a television journalist. I was a morning anchor and I had and I was newly married to my college sweetheart who also went to school for journalism and we were kind of we were on the same trajectory. We worked together at the same news station in my hometown of Charleston. And I had dreams of going all the way to Los Angeles. I wanted to become, I wanted to be the next Nancy O'Dell. I wanted at that time, she hosted Access Hollywood and Mm -hmm. she had also been a morning anchor in Charleston. So I had been watching her since high school. And we really were take my husband and I together were taking these steps. We were on this professional path together. And I sensed just as my career was really starting to take off, like this can happen maybe for me one day. I had an agent. I started to shift a little bit and I felt like I don't know if I want to keep moving from city to city. Um, we're, we're working in my hometown now. We have a nice life. Well, one thing led to another and we ended up moving across the country for my husband's job. And then we moved back. And over the course of that, just life transitions, I kept, I felt like I had a series of feelings of I'm shifting, I'm changing. I don't necessarily want this but I couldn't admit it to myself because my identity was so wrapped up in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I finally just pushed it to, we were back in Charleston and I um, took a job that it's like when I was signing the contract, all of my red flags were going off and I signed it anyway, just because I was so, it's like you get uh, rumbling, like it's something inside of you going, you want to take a different path, but you don't know what to do with that information. Mm-hmm. And I really just pushed it to a point that my mental health was starting to suffer. And finally, through the series of small like events and conversations and aha moments that I had, um, I finally realized that I could walk away from that career. And um, it didn't have to be in the spotlight or um, it was really the first when I left my career in television, it was a breaking free kind of moment. And I really started to look at what was driving me Mm -hmm. to this success path and why it felt so hard to walk away. And then as I reinvented my life, I originally thought maybe I want to be a life coach. 
I'm going to tell people <laughs> how to break free. And I'm not making fun of being a life coach. I'm making fun of myself. I'm like, I want to inspire people now yeah. because I got out of this career. But what I ended up doing was I started a blog and I started writing and there was something in the writing about my new life as a mom and everything that I was seeing. I realized I was seeing my life through a different lens, having walked away from a career like that. And I was also reinventing my career. <laughs> but through all of that, I realized I'm a writer Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had a story to tell. I was going to say storyteller. Yes. And so that is really probably what the draw to that profession was the whole time. I love telling stories and public speaking. But the interesting thing about my whole story is now it's a book, but it was in the writing of the book and working backwards from leaving my career that I started to see all of the things from my childhood Mm -hmm. um, messages I had about success um, that really just made me when I started to shift, as I was talking about earlier, I wasn't listening to that. Yeah. And so that is where I am today that I am a mom. I now have three children and one is a senior in high school. Um, I have been a professional storyteller through my entire career with just different you know, PR marketing, that kind of yeah. thing. But um, mm -hmm. this book that has finally come out, it, it took me over a decade to write and find a publisher and do all of that. And I really feel like this is my work. It's almost like mm -hmm. if ever I looked back on this, it's almost like I lived it Yeah. so that I could tell it. Like, even yeah. as I was unraveling, I was like, I feel like maybe I'm learning something that's important and I need to share. Mm -hmm. So it's taken a long time. Um, if someone was like, how did you get where you are? I would say, well, if I told you it took like, 20 years, you <laughs> might not want to take my path. But I think that is what's so interesting about life. And what I want to encourage people is follow your path and yeah. you will, your opportunities and your right timing and where you need to be. I really do believe that things start to flow in that direction when you start to listen to your voice. Yeah, totally. So what would you say to someone um, who knows that something about their life feels a little off? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I would say, listen to that. Yeah. Instead of dismissing it, because sometimes you feel that something is off and you don't know what to do. You don't know. And it starts to feel scary. I really feel like just the awareness that something is off and continue to do your life and just start paying attention to what you're doing when you feel lighter, mm -hmm. what you're doing when your energy drains and be an observer um, and start to let yourself imagine maybe the things you're not giving yourself permission to imagine mm -hmm. because it, it and I really just feel like that is the first step. And a lot of times we, because when I look at my younger self, I knew I was having these feelings, but I didn't know what to do about it. And they were scary and I was almost dismissing them. But I feel like maybe I would have told my younger self, these are important feelings. You do not have to blow up your career and your whole life plan today. 
you just need to keep paying attention and then start looking for signs and clues and you will get led towards a path that is more aligned with who you're becoming, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's scary Mm -hmm. making those changes and, you know, making those first steps are scary. And then you were talking about how um, you didn't really want to give up that dream that you had as a little girl, you know, being on television and having that center stage. And it's almost like you feel like you're giving up on yourself, but you know, it's not like the right thing to be doing. And you want to shift and you like, feel like, well, the world thought I wanted to be this, you know, but now I've changed my mind. So it's getting over that. Like, it's almost like breaking up with like your old identity, you know, and like, yeah. And, and knowing that, like, you know, this isn't who I really want to be and become. And it's amazing. You know, my mom just sent me like pictures of me when I was a little girl and I kind of started crying and it's like, where did she go? You know, it's amazing how life changes so much. And like each decade, like we just become a different person and we grow and evolve. So, and it's amazing how God uses us because you're growing up and your ambitions and your well-being now turned into like this amazing book that's like your lifetime work to be able to share the story and it's amazing how things always come in full circle and have like a silver lining so for someone who is listening and is kind of afraid to take the first step to the change like what was some what was like the first step that you did how can someone do that today to take action to make that shift to a different reality of what they're thinking of. Well, in my situation, I had pushed it to an extreme where when I finally knew what I needed to do, my next step was I need to resign. Mm -hmm. But I did have the possibility of another job lined up and it was actually at a gym. I became a personal trainer. So I, um, I think that the advice would be practical advice, because I understand that, in fact, part of the reason I was hesitant to tell my story initially is like, well, I'm not necessarily telling people to quit their job. I mean, people have bills to pay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It might come to that, but um, think about your network. Think about people that you know, think about, and that's really even how I was able to transition into um, working at a gym and working in marketing and PR. I started to think about people that were in my world who can I have lunch with? Who can I talk to? Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. But what for me, I was really at this edge of, I had pushed myself into so much of a crisis that I had to do something. And it was a series of conversations and things, but the things that stand out to me as someone recommended the book, Who Moved My Cheese? And it's a very small business type book but there's a question and it is the only question on the page. And it said, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And then I had my answer. I'm like, I will quit. I mean, if I weren't afraid, I would step into this unknown path. Mm -hmm. And then I also went to a doctor and I was really getting a mole checked, but I had a feeling I was going to talk to her because I, again, I was sort of grasping at straws at that point. So I had scheduled a doctor's appointment and she looked at me and she said, is there anything else going on? And I told <laughs> her, you know, I'm like, I want to quit my job. Yeah. I was so stressed. Yeah. And she validated how I felt. 
And that was eye-opening for me because I really thought something was wrong with me. Why can't I make this work? Why am I such a mess? And my doctor said, I have my career and I have my family and it's hard. And she said, I used to think I could have it all. And now I realize I have to make choices. And the interesting thing about that was that it did not make me feel like I have to choose between a domestic kind of life and a career. The way she said it just reminded me that I had a choice Mm -hmm. that I could look at the kind of life that I wanted. And that's really when I realized that a lot of beliefs were keeping me stuck. Mm -hmm. And that just opened my eyes. I have a choice. I'm not stuck in this situation. What can I do next? So I went to lunch with a couple of people. And when I felt like I had, I needed like a little bit of a stepping stone. I didn't just jump right off the bridge and hope the net appeared. Mm -hmm. I had, um, like a tiny little mattress to catch me (laughs) when I stepped out. So I had some employment, but yeah, I think you just have to, um, just small measurable achievements, you know, things that are obtainable, like have like the big goal on top and then just do small little attainable things like each day to get there, you know, to help maybe transition from like a career change and stuff like that. And, and I think that what I noticed for me and will happen for other people is the help showed up, the advice showed up, the opportunities showed up, things started to show up once I put the, I need to make a change, just that energy out there mm-hmm. really started to make a difference. Yeah. So the book, Girl in um, the Spotlight, um, is out now for people to purchase. Who would benefit most from um, purchasing this book? I, I think any woman who is in a career crossroads, mm-hmm. I think that anyone who has, they're in a stage of life where they feel like their life looks good on the outside, but what is off? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that some people are carrying pain and unprocessed grief from the past. And that is what my book does explore. Um, Just things from childhood that had me clinging to success to fill a void. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's for any woman or any person who wants to feel free. And it's written like a coming of age story because I think we can all remember what it was like to be that little girl Mm -hmm. and where did she go? And that little girl becomes an adult. And, and for me to have a coming of age story coming out, even at this stage in my motherhood journey, it still felt very very significant because that change that I made on the brink of motherhood, it, it changed me forever. Like I have not, I, I parented my children differently I'm giving them more freedom to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not a perfect parent. Parenting is. Who is? I mean, <laughs> right. That's I mean, no other. one's perfect. <laughs> right. But I think I really have just tried to help them figure out um, their own way. And you figure that out by you have to show up and you have a work ethic and all the, the standards of excellence that I think is okay to expect from your child, but to start mm-hmm. to pay attention to how they're feeling, like what 
motivates you to get up and try hard yeah. when no one is making you. So I, I think, I, I hope that it's for a, you know, a wide audience that of different, not necessarily a certain age, but anyone who's at any sort of crossroads or they feel like they're just carrying something heavy. Yeah. And just to understand that freedom is, it's really right there. I mean, our freedom, we're holding it. We just mm -hmm. don't step into our courage. Yes. We just don't realize how close our freedom is yeah. from where we are. It's not that far away. Yeah, no, it's a good mind. It's a good mind thought to have, to be able to shift and move into that courageous freedom that we're talking about and live the life that you truly desire. So Angie, that was amazing. I loved having this conversation and I have four questions I ask all my guests and I can't wait to know your answers. And my first one is who and what inspires you? I always answer the question this way. And I say women inspire me and because I just have, I can look at people and I love to pick up on the thing that makes them come alive. And I draw inspiration from that. And so I, when I see people in their zone, mm -hmm. whether it is someone in my immediate world or someone famous or just someone on a stage or just doing quiet work, Mm -hmm. that inspires me, um, to be who I am, Yeah, you know, and, and I feel like we can learn so much from other people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Other people are inspiring and like hearing their stories and it's like, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And it's, it really is in the palm of your hands. It's so obtainable and it's so reachable. We just have to drop our walls. Like you said, and mm -hmm. step into the courage and know that like we will be taken care of and freedom is like right on the other side. Yes. Um, so I really love that message. So the second question I have for you is what is something that you wished you knew when you were younger? That I did not have to perform to be loved. That's a good one. That is a good one. Cause yeah, sometimes people, especially in today's world, that's a really great question because people need validation on like social media now. And it's like, what's the most extreme thing I can do to like get attention? And they feel that like they need that to have love. And if no one's liking or commenting or doing those things, like sometimes people feel like, oh, no, I'm not cool enough. You know, it's just, it's transitioned a lot more. It's like on steroids, but like, you know. Well, and that is what it is. I know we're in that. That's why I feel like my story is still timely. Um because I don't think there's anything wrong with performing or being in the spotlight, no, but are you in, oh, oh no, I don't think that you mean that yeah. at all. I realized I had to reconcile this, um, that if what you're doing is lighting you up, then stay on that path. But yes. if you're doing it for the love, you need to question, are you even happy? Exactly. Doing what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you explained it much better than me. <laughs> oh, no, you did a great job. Okay. So my third, was... so my third question is what's the essential part of your daily routine? I, I wish I had a better answer than this, but it is, I get the coffee as soon as I get up. <laughs> that is what really, and then that 15 minutes that I just spend sitting alone, waking up is what gets me out of bed. Yeah. every day. <laughs> no, I mean, 
I'm if there's no coffee answer multiple times. Time. Everyone's like, I gotta get my coffee and it has to be just right. <laughs> exactly. and, and then my last question to you is the best advice you've ever received. A general manager at my television station, a woman, I was at a crossroads and she said, Angie, you're a smart woman. Listen to your heart. It will tell you what to do. And it was the first time someone told me that what I was feeling on the inside was something that I could trust. Mm -hmm. It wasn't trying to lead me astray. Yeah. And I think we have a hard time. I mean, I still do this too. I have a hard time trusting myself and like what my gut wants me to do. And, and then I do the opposite. And I was like, I knew I should have done it like that, you know, and you kind of get like mad at yourself, but it's like a trial and error and it's, And it's so true. We have to get really into trusting ourselves. I think that's what it is too, trusting our inner compass. And I think that a lot of people have lost direction in that because we're so overwhelmed and stimulated that we don't take the time to really listen to ourselves. And then like, are we really trusting what we're saying to ourselves? I don't know. It's, it it goes so deep. I love it. It does. And it really is. You said trial and error, and that is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, that's sort of how you, you have to kind of just try and look back and go, okay, you know, you don't get it right every time. Yes. Well, Angie, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode of not your mama's podcast. All of her links are down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. If you're wanting to step into courageous freedom, don't forget to get your hands on her book girl in the spotlight. And I will see you in the next one. Thanks guys.